Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. We've got Wild Card Weekend still going on, but we had a few games this weekend. So really, we're just going to react to those games as there were some very fun games, great storylines from this weekend's action. So go ahead, sit back, relax, take out your coffee, and enjoy the show. <laughs> welcome in everyone welcome in glad to see you guys this morning positive grouch has a fantastic message message to start the day good morning dallas nation i hope you guys are feeling well this morning after a what an embarrassing display in yesterday's playoff game but we'll talk about that a bit later we're just going to go chronological order because i can't i can't start this show just roasting the cowboys we'll definitely get there but, you know, we've got to ease into it. We can't start with the best material, right? As, you know, easy target, right? The Dallas Cowboys. But we'll, we'll just start. The first thing to talk about today is just, you know, the, the Texans-Browns game. That was the first game of Wild Card Weekend. And it was set up to be a pretty good game. Very, very competitive teams. The Browns defense, very good. C.J. Stroud, unbelievable. Joe Flacco playing lights out, you know turning the ball over a little bit, but, you know, getting those 300-yard games, multi-touchdowns, doing really well. Good teams, both sides, expecting, you know, a, 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 I think the spread was like negative three, one of those close ones, and it started out that way. We had a pretty good first half. It was looking like it was going to be a shootout. It really did. It was Texan scoring, Brown scoring, Texan scoring, Brown scoring, punching, going back and forth, having a really good game. Nico Collins breaking out. Kareem Hunt scoring two touchdowns. Joe Flacco getting the yards. David Njoku hanging around. And then all of a sudden, Joe Flacco throws two pick sixes and this game is over. There's really not a lot to talk about here in this game on that side of the ball. It's unfortunate for the Cleveland Browns. It really is. It was a fantastic run by them. It was a Cinderella story. You loved it for Joe Flacco, and you loved it for the Browns because it was kind of funny seeing them do so well without Deshaun Watson. But it is all now over. It, it is all over, and honestly, this is a good thing. It's a good thing. I mean, see, being able to see C.J. Stroud win his first playoff game, that's just good for the NFL. We've got a fantastic player now. I mean, just doing even more to cement his chances to be the offensive rookie of the year. He finishes this game, CJ Stroud, 274 yards, three touchdowns. He gets Nico Collins there, 96 yards and a touchdown. Just, I mean, it was just unbelievable what they were doing. And yes, it starts with those two pick, pick sixes, but I mean, CJ Stroud didn't turn the ball over. No one on the Texans did for that matter. And the defense came to play. I mean, beyond those two pick sixes, Kareem Hunt only had 26 yards. Jerome Ford only had 17 yards. 
none of the receivers scored that meant anything. It was Kareem Hunt that got the receiving touchdown. I mean, it was like just a really good performance from the Texans on all sides of the ball. And genuinely, guys, I know that their matchup is going to be probably the Ravens next week, but it is uh, (laughs) they can make some noise. I don't think they'll beat the Ravens. I don't. But, I mean, the way they're playing right now, even without Tank Dell, I mean, it's just really good football. And you can't count out a quarterback like C.J. Stroud, especially in the playoffs. So that's going to be, you know, the game to watch. And I'm glad that we have that storyline now. Yes, the Joe Flacco Ravens storyline would have been awesome. But so is just being able to watch C.J. Stroud even one more game. I'm upset at myself for picking the Browns in this one. You know, I just thought that they would keep things going. Did not expect, you know, two pick sixes from Flacco. Ultimately, that's what ruins the game here. Uh, but still. I, you know, firm believer in the Texans all season and then the playoffs come around and I'm like, no, the Browns win it. Should have just, should have just kept betting on my guys. But either way, fun game, really happy for CJ Stroud. And although it was a blowout, it wasn't like the other blowouts where it was boring. Like this was a fun game through and through, regardless of the score being 45-14. The next game though, less fun. Dolphins Chiefs, 26 to 7. Chiefs win it very handily. And the only reason the Dolphins score is Tyreek Hill comes alive for like one drive. And then really the rest of the game sucked. Raheem Mostert, 33 yards. Uh, Devon HN, nine yards off of six carries. Tyreek Hill, only 62 yards. Cedric Wilson is the second leading receiver here. Tua didn't even cross 200 yards. They were just, they were just destroyed really I mean dismantled that offense couldn't get anything going at all and the Chiefs actually they looked like the Chiefs I know it wasn't like a ton of points but like Patrick Mahomes looked like Patrick Mahomes Travis Kelsey had a couple big plays Isaiah Pacheco guys my god Jack Cavanaugh tweeted out uh, on the player profiler Twitter so shout out to him for managing those game tweets if you follow us that's still Mr. Jack Cavanaugh uh he tweeted Isaiah Pacheco is born for January football, and I don't think it could be phrased any better than that. That guy is so fun to watch all season, but especially in the playoffs. I mean, he just shows up to play, and his angry running style is just so much fun to watch. And Isaiah Pacheco goes out there 89 yards and a touchdown carrying the ball, and it looked like he ran for 1,000. I mean, the guy was just just he looked so angry like even if he was tackled it was like nah Isaiah Pacheco wasn't tackled he kept going it was just a really really good performance from the Chiefs and I was happy to see it I liked seeing the Chiefs play well Rasheed Rice 130 yards and a touchdown against the Dolphins who had good cornerbacks so it was just it was just a really good game from the Chiefs Rasheed Rice a guy that will keep just rising up our dynasty ranks I I he's so good He's so good. I don't know what else he has to prove to us for us to be like, you know, he's probably a top 24 wide receiver in Dynasty, maybe even higher. I mean, even if the Chiefs bring in a wide receiver, I can't imagine that Rasheed Rice loses anything. We never see rookie production from wide receivers in Andy Reid's offense. And yet Rasheed Rice is just crushing it. So again, Chiefs back to life. They are, I mean, I know that we've been counting out the Chiefs, but I, it's the playoffs now. You can't count out the Chiefs. I'm sure the Bills are terrified watching them kind of do so much against the Dolphins on offense, on defense. If I'm the Buffalo Bills, you know, last week I was like, okay, cool. I think we could beat the Chiefs this week. You know, it's going to be a really tight game. And, and of course, they still have to beat the Steelers today, but I think that's kind of a foregone conclusion. But either way, good game here uh, by the Chiefs. Dolphins, they're they're done so. I mean, they just did not look good. Uh, Jack Cavanaugh also tweeted out, uh, Tua Tungavola's contract expires at the end of next season, the 2024 season. He is not under contract for 2025 or beyond. So that's a storyline that we're definitely going to talk about all season. 
I know it, I know that Tua had a good year, but still the question marks surrounding how much of that is him, how much of that is Mike McDaniel, how much of that is Tyreek Hill, how much of that is the running backs opening up the play action and just the passing game in general. All of those questions have not been answered when it comes to Tua. So 2024 is going to be a huge, huge year for him. I highly doubt the Dolphins signed him to a contract this offseason. I think they will wait the one more year. He has not done enough, and the Dolphins have sucked. I mean sucked against good opponents. We talked about it last week. The Patriots, the Patriots, the New England Patriots beat more teams above 500 this season than the Miami Dolphins did. If that's not a screaming indictment of what this team actually is, then I don't know what is. And I did just want to bring up this one story about the game before we move on. After the game, I just think it's kind of funny. After the game, Tua went up to Patrick Mahomes and asked for the jersey swap, and Mahomes told him no. I mean, granted, the reasoning was fine. He was giving it to Tyreek Hill instead. But I just think it's kind of funny. I'm someone with a lot of social anxiety, and Tua also strikes me as someone with social anxiety. And I just know, like, I'm picturing him, like, in bed Friday night before the game. He's like, no matter what, I'm going to work up the courage. We're going to ask Patrick Mahomes for his jersey after the game. Even if we lose, I'll at least get Pat's jersey. And he's sitting there on the sideline. You know, the game's losing. The game's lost at like halftime, right? I mean, they're not getting into this game. He's like, it's okay. I'm going to get Patrick Mahomes' jersey after the game. And he finally works up the courage to go up after the game. And then Mahomes is like, nah, you don't get my jersey. And then Mahomes (laughs) to kind of Mahomes was like, I'll ship you one. (laughs) And I just think that's so funny. Like, I don't think anyone wants your shipped jersey that wasn't even worn he wants that game jersey man but so yeah Tua doesn't get Patrick Mahomes jersey after the game Tua's contract uh whole situation is going to be something to monitor Dolphins very just interesting team to monitor as Tyreek Hill's getting older Tua's contract is expiring it's strange it's interesting stuff the last thing I want to talk about here the Dolphins as we'll talk about with the Lions winning their game uh last night The Dolphins now own the longest playoff drought in the NFL. They have not won a playoff game since the year 2000. So congratulations or the opposite of congratulations to the Dolphins. If they are now, the the longest playoff drought goes to them. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. The next game, though, we finally made it. Actually, before we get into it, let's check some comments. Uh, Let's check some comments, man, because uh, let's see. Violent runners are fun in January. This is true. This is true. And can never count out Patrick Mahomes. This is so true. All right, guys. We've done it. We've gone through the first two games, and like I said, we're going chronological order. You know what's next. It's the Green Bay Packers-Dallas Cowboys game. And before we go much further, if everyone could just maybe join me, we'll start with this. If it'll do it. I think it's this big, maybe. <laughs> nice. Just a nice, uh, uh, what is it, the, su- the sad trombone for the Dallas Cowboys. And also... Maybe just like if we could point and laugh, like if all of you guys are watching at home, just point at your screen and just laugh at the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) They just can't do it. And, you know, it sucks because every year now, they do this every year, every year. We're like, okay, the Cowboys can get over their playoff slumps and they can win a really good football team. They won't lose in the playoffs. They won't embarrass themselves again. Every year they do this every single year. And I even told myself in years past, I'm never picking the Cowboys to win a playoff game. And yet this one came around and I was even like conscious enough. I was like, you know, I don't know how the Cowboys are seven point favorites here. I do genuinely believe the Packers will easily show up to this game, score some points and make it a shootout. No idea in my head that the Cowboys would just not show up. They would decide not to play football for this game. I I don't know how I could have expected that. 
but I guess you should have, right? Because the Cowboys do this every single year. Guys, I have the list of playoff appearances for the Dallas Cowboys. Are you ready for this? We'll start 1995. All the way back to 1995, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Buckle up for the rest of their playoff appearances. 1996, lost in the divisional round. 1998, lost in the wild card round. 1999, lost in the wild card round. 2003, lost in the wild card round. 2006, lost in the wild card round. 2007, lost in divisional. 2009, lost in divisional. 2014, lost in divisional. 2016, lost in divisional. 2018, lost in the divisional round. Did not make the playoffs in 2020 or 2019. In 2021, they lost in the wild card. Last year, they lost in the divisional round. And then, of course, this year, they lose in the wild card round, becoming the first team in NFL history to lose to the seven seed, meaning they are also the first two seed in history to not play in the divisional round because they used to have the bye before the expansion. Terrible, terrible playoff performances from the Dallas Cowboys always. And for some reason, all, a lot of us, all of us expected the Cowboys to win this game. Not many people expected the Packers to win. There are people like me who thought that they would play really well. I mean, you can't expect a hot team like the Packers to just randomly become cold in the playoffs. We, should, we all knew that they were going to play well. They were getting healthy. But how are we supposed to expect that the Packers would score 48 points or even just start here, 27 points in half and the, and the Cowboys only seven in the first half? And then ending the game 48 to 32. And that doesn't even tell the whole story. You know, we talked about the Texans winning 45 to 14. The Packers winning 48 to 32 was so much more embarrassing. That the fact that the Cowboys even made it to 32 is just a joke. And it's because the Packers rested everyone. I mean, they the, the Cowboys basically deserve to score zero points in this game. They played terribly. And I have some other fun stats just to bring home how terrible the Cowboys are. First off, Nick Foles has the same amount of career playoff wins as Dak Prescott and Tony Romo combined. Next, the Packers. They are now 6-0 and in AT&T Stadium. 6-0. and The Packers have never lost in AT&T Stadium against the Cowboys. Crazy. Also, the Cowboys, first team in NFL history to win 12 games in three straight seasons and to not make the conference championship in any of them. And it's so funny because they did it to themselves. They fired Jason Garrett because the Dallas Cowboys always choked in the playoffs, always choked in big games. And who do they replace Jason Garrett with? Mike McCarthy, who the Packers fired because he always choked in the playoffs and always lost the big games. What did they expect? I have no idea. And why did we even expect the Cowboys to win this playoff game? Let's be honest here. Why did we, They always do this. They always do this, and we fell victim to it yet again. The Cowboys, just a miserable, miserable franchise. I'm not sure when it'll turn around, and they suck. They are terrible. Dak Prescott finishes the day with 403 yards. Doesn't tell the full story. The Packers literally play pre-bet. Literally played prevent, and that allowed Dak Prescott to get 400 yards. Because you look around, and I mean, yes, everyone got stats because of garbage time. Tony Pollard scores a touchdown, but only 56 yards. CeeDee Lamb, yeah, he gets 100 yards because of garbage time. Michael Gallup gets 100 yards because of garbage time. But then you look at the Packers. Aaron Jones, 100 yards and three touchdowns, not because of garbage time. 
Romeo Dobbs, 151 yards and a touchdown, not because of garbage time. They slaughtered the Cowboys, and it was so entertaining. I don't know why the Cowboys are so much fun to watch lose. I really don't. But it was just sitting on the couch, pointing and laughing at the Dallas Cowboys continuously making mistakes. Dak Prescott, I mean, he should have had like six interceptions. There were multiple dropped interceptions in this game. He did not look good at all. And so it's funny. It's funny. Rest in peace to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, maybe they'll turn it around, but I think they just, they're just they just destined to lose in the playoffs. And the last thing on this game, after the game, Dak Prescott was asked uh, about Mike McCarthy. And by the way, uh, so was Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones says he hasn't thought about McCarthy yet. I'm sure he's thinking about him today. We'll definitely talk about that tomorrow. But uh, Dak Prescott was asked about Mike, Mike McCarthy. And he said, well, if Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat, then so am I. And I don't think that is nearly as strong as he thought it is because I think Dak Prescott actually is on the hot seat because he's part of this, right? Plays so well in the regular season and then just stumbles in the playoffs, stumbles in these big games. So yeah, the Cowboys probably give McCarthy and Dak like one more year, maybe. I mean, Dan Quinn's probably leaving, so it's going to be tough for every everyone to stick together. Uh, but they're certainly on the hot seat. They really are. I mean, he's getting up there in age. He's had the injury history. And I know Trey Lance means nothing, but I mean, he's still out there. He's still out there just sitting. So we'll we'll see what happens with the Cowboys here. But either way, rest in peace to them. They're done. And the Packers will be the first seven seed in NFL history to advance in the playoffs. And that's going to be fun to watch. Jordan Love, guys, we've got to take him seriously now. He's a very, very good quarterback. And he's a top tier dynasty quarterback as well with those weapons in that offense. Tried to trade for Jordan Love if you still can at a reasonable price. I'm sure it's shot through the roof, but still. The final game that we saw this weekend so far was the Lions-Rams. And it was actually a good game. We had blowout after blowout after blowout. Entertaining blowouts, some of them. <laughs> but this game was actually close. 24-23 for the Lions, for the Rams. And ultimately, I mean, this game was pretty much the Lions from the get-go. They go out 14-3. to and then they, they go to half, 21 to 17. And then it's just kind of field goals, field goals, field goals, and not much going. Rams had opportunities to win this game, and they just couldn't quite close. And the, and the Detroit Lions win their first playoff game since 1991. 32 years it's taken them to win a playoff game, and they've finally done it. So I just want to give them... I just want to give them a nice round of applause. They played pretty well, right? You get a touchdown from Gibbs. You get a touchdown from Montgomery. Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over. Amon Ra gets 100 yards. Can't complain any about any usage there. Love the game plan from the Lions. And, I mean, on the Rams, too, they showed up to play. Matthew Stafford has 367 yards and two touchdowns. And Pukunakua set the record for most receiving yards by a rookie in a playoff game with 181 yards and a touchdown. So Pukunakua is still elite. And the Rams, still a very, very good football team. They will look to bounce back in 2024. McVay is back. Matthew Stafford's going to be back. Cooper Cup should be back and hopefully healthier. And Pukunakua will be going into year two. Kyron Williams will be going into year three. I mean, this Rams team, while they lose this game, still one of the better football teams, especially in the NFC. And I'm sure they're not, like, too upset. I mean, I'm sure they're upset that the season's over, but they have a lot to look forward to. And then it's also just a really good story for the Lions. It is awesome. Already mentioned first win in 32 years, but Jared Goff becomes the first starting quarter that joins Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, as the only two quarterbacks to win a playoff game at Ford Field. Like, that is just how like miserable this franchise has been. 
32 years and they finally do it. So it's just a nice story that they get to do it. Glad really it was a good football game. And I hope we get more good football games. Not a lot to talk about in this game besides it was a good football game. I did just want to mention the the, the kind of storyline after the game that had been going on even before the game. Of course, we had the Matthew Stafford going to Detroit storyline. That was something that had to be talked about. Uh, and he was booed. He was booed showing up to the stadium, and that rubbed him the wrong way because after the game, Matthew Stafford was asked, are you happy for Detroit now that they finally won a playoff game? And his answer was, I'm happy for the players. And I don't know. That kind of rubs me the wrong way. I'm not going to lie. I know that he got booed, and I'm sure that puts a sour taste in your mouth, but you've also got to take a step back if you're Matthew Stafford and realize that it was a playoff game. I'm sure if it was a regular season game, he would get a standing ovation and everything, And but it was a playoff game. And so you're going to get booed. You're the opposing team's quarterback. I don't care what you've done for this franchise. You've got to be happy for them too. Be happy for the Lions, Matt. Just do it. I, I would hope he would apologize for that statement. We'll see. But either way, Matthew Stafford, happy for the players, not for the city of Detroit. But we here on Wake and Take are ecstatic for the city of Detroit as that is a long time to go without winning a playoff game. And they've done it. And might I say, they are back i mean they have a chance to make the super bowl i i mean i still firmly believe it's the 49ers they're just too good but i mean the lions now will get to play the packers an nfc north game and so while the packers are hot right now the lions of course you know they're gonna they're gonna keep it close if they're not gonna blow the lions out like they blew the packers out and you know the lions should hopefully find themselves in the nfc championship with the chance to make the super bowl and that'd be something special love the lions great story here great players great coach love myself with dan campbell good for them good for them so that is all the games we had, all my little reactions. Great football games this weekend, even if they were blowouts. The only one that was kind of boring was that Dolphins-Chiefs game. It was just a boring football game. Uh, but either way, fun ones, fun ones, fun ones. Real quick, just want to talk about the next couple games today, and then we'll answer some questions, get to your chat. Steelers-Bills was moved to today because of some severe weather in Buffalo. They will be playing at 430. The Bills are favored by 10 points, which is ridiculous. And the total is only 38.5. So we're talking about a 28 to 10 type game is what the is what Vegas is expecting. But it's still, the weather is not good still. It is still snowing and the wind is still pretty strong. It's just not as bad as it was yesterday. And so I don't think that Buffalo is going to cover that 10 points. I still think they'll win, but I can't expect a lot of points to be scored. And then even if they are, I mean, the Steelers are a winter team too. I mean, they can play in these conditions just fine. And so I think this is going to be a very good football game. I really do. We had a lot of blowouts this weekend. I think these next two will be good, but starting with the Steelers at 430, going with the Bills to win it, uh, but do not be surprised if the Steelers keep it close. Don't. And then the next game, Eagles-Buccaneers. That's going to be later tonight. Uh, every, pretty much everyone's healthy for this game. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't say healthy. Pretty much everyone's active for this game, except for A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts is going to play through his finger injury. Uh, Baker Mayfield's going to play through his ankle and rib injury, but A.J. Brown will be out for this game. He did say he'll return if they win it. I'm very surprised, to be honest. We discussed this injury over, uh, I think, on Friday's episode. And normally, with the playoffs, people play through their injuries, but uh, not in this case. A.J. Brown is not playing. A lot of it, I think, it could be that he's upset with this coaching staff. That's a storyline to watch after tonight's game as well, is what they do with Sirianni. Uh, but either way, no A.J. Brown tonight. However, the Eagles are still favored by three points somehow with a total 43. I think without A.J. Brown, it's going to be some very tough sledding. But like I said last week, I'm going to stick to my guns here. I still think and can't bet against the Eagles, especially Jalen Hurts. 
when the going gets tough, that guy can put the team on his back. And I would, I'm just going to be very surprised if, if they're blown out at least. The Buccaneers can surely win this game. I'm not going to be surprised. I'm still going to take the Eagles because I think that Jalen Hurts is a superhero. And I think he'll play well even with this finger injury. And it might go to Dallas Goddard. It might go to Vontae Smith. Maybe we'll have, oh my God, guys. We are set up right now for the Julio Jones Buccaneers like kind of uh, vintage game. So maybe we'll get a Julio Jones game against the Buccaneers as he did historically. That could be a fun one. But either way, taking the Eagles here just because I'm a firm believer in Jalen Hurts. But, you know, going to be a good game either way, uh, I think, I hope. Uh, and so, yeah, that is everything I have for you guys. Been a fun weekend of football, and we still got two more games to watch. That's awesome. I hope you guys had some, some good luck in your best ball team, your playoff best balls, your DFSs, your underdog tickets. Uh, but, yeah, let's see. Uh, let's go into the chat. Maddie Kiwoom, my friend, my man, Maddie Kiwoom in the chat. Belichick to Dallas. I've been saying it for months. That one makes sense to me. I like it. And again, I want to just say, as all the rumors are out there about Bill Belichick going to the Falcons, I would not be any more upset in a coaching hire than if Bill Belichick goes to the Falcons. There was a report this morning that he was in the Virgin Islands on Arthur Blank's yacht. I can't believe it. I think that's a terrible move. But Bill Belichick to Dallas, I like a lot. I think that he would work well with Jerry Jones. Uh, and then also, I just think that that's a team that like he wouldn't have to do too much. Uh, and especially if they're going to be losing Dan Quinn, they need a defensive mind there. And so I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, let's see. Uh, Anthony says it's amazing you go 32 years without winning a playoff game even accidentally yeah I mean you think you've got to at least win one but I mean they've just had some really bad luck despite having really good players um cool uh that oh wait yeah David's right the Lions don't play the pack that's the 49ers you're right so then uh tough tough path tough path always forget about the bye week for the number one team either way uh I think the Lions should be able to beat the Eagles or Buccaneers a Lions-Texan Super Bowl would be fantastic. That's a good one. That would be awesome. I mean, I don't think it'll happen. That's a pipe dream. But two great offenses, two great stories. That would be fun. So anyway, that'll do it. Thank you all for tuning in. This is another fun episode of Wake and Take, and you guys were a fantastic audience. Yet again, you have that magnificent Monday. Enjoy the rest of today's games. Enjoy the rest of Wild Card Weekend. And have a good week. Peace.